that we're going to hear from three other people who we support uh, here at Lakeland Vineyard. And so I'm going to start talking before I run out of time. And so I want to respect their time, so I'm going to fly through this. But um, last time I talked was three weeks ago, and I talked about uh, a person named Paul in the Bible uh, who was a major uh, opposer to Jesus at first, um, and then was persecuting the church, and then became one of the loudest voices for the church. Uh, and so God completely transformed his life, and we talked about reaching through giving, right, three weeks ago. And, and Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and the, the, that letter is called Corinthians, and it's one and two. Uh, and so, and he spent a lot of time in Corinth, but he says this um, about the gift that he was encouraging them to give. He was encouraging the church of Corinth to give a gift to the church in Jerusalem. And here's what he said. So two good things, and this is out of chapter 9. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for the good um, excuse me, for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. So God, he is just saying, listen, and he encouraged them before. He said, the church in Macedonia has nothing, and they're being persecuted. That was a church that was up to the north. This like three churches up to the north. They're, they don't have anything, but they're giving. You guys have a ton. What are you going to give? And he's kind of spurring them on, like, don't forget what you committed to. And so, and so these, he says, Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. And so today we see that the results made a difference. Right? When you give, it makes a difference in your life, and it makes a difference in the recipient's life. And that's what that, those verses are. And so today I want to talk about reaching through action. Reaching through action. We talked about reaching through giving, and now we want to talk about reaching through action. And, and I want to say this. There's a huge difference between seeing a problem and then addressing a problem. They're, they're light years away. We see problems all the time. We address them not all the time. Okay? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag a little bit here on a kid that I know real well. Uh, he tells me, Dad, what's heaven like? And I said, nah, I've never been there. I don't know. And so we got into this, uh, this discussion on heaven and hell, and, and, he, and, he, and we're like having this, this talk, and, and he says, the reason I wanted to bring this up, and I was like, oh, I was waiting for this, actually. Um, the girl, there's a girl on the bus, and she was just asking about what was the meaning of life. And I said, oh, what did you do? Well, I told her about Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, you did? You did this? And then he says this. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I told her about Jesus. And he said, and then she goes, yeah, but what if you, what if you do bad stuff? I mean, are you going to go to hell? And he says this, and I'm like, who are you? And uh, he says, yeah, you, you do bad stuff, and I do bad stuff, but 
God is merciful. And I'm like, okay. So that's awesome, right? So action. Here's what that action involved. It involved getting up and sitting beside somebody. That's what it involved. I have another kid. I'm just bragging on my kids this morning. If you don't like it, then I don't care. All right, so, because they're just calling me. Like, my other kid calls me. She, I, we have six, so, you know, we have, when we can brag, we do. Uh, and so, she calls. She's like, Dad, you know, I worked outside today, and because I worked outside, I get a free meal. And so, I just drove by this homeless guy. And I said, I gave him my six-count nugget. But then I stopped, and I felt like, and I know that it was the Holy Spirit. She said, but I thought, why am I just giving him this little bit when I have so much? So I just gave him all of it and said, you know, and her thought was, he needs this way more than I do. And that's the gospel in action. It's rolling down the window. It's doing a U-turn to go address the problem. See, we see issues, but how are we addressing them? I have another friend who, who, who recently told me of a story of this young lady. And this young lady is just, she's gone through hell, Okay? She, she's, you know, almost a teenager. She's lost her mother to murder. She's lost her father to incarceration. She's lost hope because of these people's actions. These weren't her choices, but she's living in the midst of people's choices, And here's what my friend recognized, that she didn't need a lecture. What she needed was cookies and milk. That's what she needed. And she needed someone to be present with her. And see, that is action. And unfortunately, stories like this happen all over our city, all over our state, all over our nation, in our world, all the time. All the time. And here's what can happen? It can be overwhelming. It can be discouraging. It can be at times very depressing. And here's what it can cause us to do. It can cause us to want to run and retreat and act like it's not going on. Because if we don't look at the problem and begin to address it, if we walk away from it, then it doesn't exist in our mind. But when we continue to look at the issue, at some point, because we are followers of Jesus, we will begin to address the problem. Here's what I want to say this morning. We don't have to run and retreat. See, we have a hope in Jesus Christ. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. The one, the one who said, let there be light. And the Son was. That's who's living within us. We don't have to run in fear. We don't have to worry about, oh God, you know, this next election. I don't care if you're Democrat, you're saying, oh please let this know. If you're Republican, yeah, please stop worshiping policy and start worshiping Jesus. 
Because politics will not answer. How many times have we leaned into political parties looking for answers and they don't come about? We're still struggling like we were for millennia. See, we have a human and a heart problem that once it gets connected with Jesus and we start to recognize there is not answers. Okay, should policy be made? Yes, I'm not fighting against politics. What I'm fighting against is are we putting politics here and then saying Jesus is here? Where is our hope? And so we have a hope that's found in Jesus. And this hope is found absolutely zero, nowhere else but in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is calling you and I as followers of Christ to be Holy Spirit empowered change agents where we are. Well, what if, I, what if I'm not at a church event though? What if I'm not at Medela Elementary School? Can the Holy Spirit show up in Walmart? Yes. See, here's the deal. You don't need someone holding your hand and taking you out. You are on mission. You have permission to do the things that God is calling you to do. And I want to challenge you and I want to challenge myself with this question. Who have you shared the gospel with in the last 30 days? And I'm just going to tell you this. I'm going to blow somebody's mind this morning. The whole St. Francis of Assisi quote, you know, share the gospel all the time, uh, use words when necessary. A, he didn't say it. B, it's a lie, okay? You're going to have to talk. That's the deal, right? Here is the deal. You are going to have to use words. I don't know everything about my faith, though. Dig in. Good, good thing, because I don't either. When someone comes up to me and they're like, you know that one story from, I'm like, oh, there's so much pressure. Like, I'll have a guest speaker. Rebecca Klein did it to me. She goes, you know, the one with the, the, uh, the, the weapon in one hand. And I'm like, yo, man, I don't know who that was. I ain't going to pretend. Someone else said it, and it, was, it ended up being Nehemiah. And I was like, oh, praise the Lord. She looked it up in the middle of the service. Okay, so that's the deal. You don't have to have it all. Here is the worst thing you can do. Give some answer that you don't know. Just say this. I don't know. That's a good question. Let me get with somebody else that knows more. And I'm going to get back with you. Don't feed, oh yeah, well, you know, then we start making God in our own image. If you don't know an answer, it's okay. God's got it under control. Stephen didn't know what he was going to say when he was before the Sanhedrin, but my boy just started going, and the Holy Spirit started filling them. And he started saying these words, and it met people right where they were. Now, he died for it, but listen. Okay, here's the deal. But here's the deal. This young lady is part of a home that is led by Christ followers. Now, she has been adopted. And here's what I believe, that, that she... Because of the commitment that someone said, you know what, you're our daughter, we're going to walk beside you, we're going to rely on Jesus, I believe that her life is being transformed, that she's being healed. Now, is it instantaneous? No, she has a lot to deal with. So what I would ask you, Lakeland Vineyard, this morning is keep praying for, well, what's her name? It doesn't matter what her name is. God knows her name. 
pray for her that she would be healed, that she would be restored, and that she would be made whole in Christ. Because it's the only, where, the only place that she's going to find hope. All right? And now what we do is this. We realize real quickly, if we looked around, if we just, it, you ever just walked in with a, with a different perspective? You ever started the day off real crappy? You ever thought about that? And you're just like, mm, I'm fighting mad, man. I don't even know why. You, anybody? Y'all? Okay, don't play. Okay. People in here are like, I'm just happy all the time. You're, okay, I need to get with you because we need to talk. So you're just having a rough day. But then maybe it's just this. Maybe it's a perspective shift. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe another example. Maybe it's 2 o'clock. Man, I ain't even eating lunch. I'm hangry. I'm about to do something. But then you're on YouTube and, like, the next video is about starvation in Ethiopia. And you're like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. Like, then you're, you go from, like, to now you're crying. And people are like, what you doing in Walmart in line crying? All right? And, and so perspective change. So what we have to do, I believe, is this, is we have to have a perspective change as we walk around. We live in a fast-paced society, and we don't even live in a big city. But think about it. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to Target. I'm going here. I'm going. I ain't got no time for distraction. Our margins are so thin that if God said, you need to pray for this person, you're trying to argue with God. Well, I got to be at this, you know, okay? I ain't got time, Okay. Maybe we could make the margin a little bit bigger. Maybe we walk into a store with perspective. Okay, I'm going to get some D.O. for the B.O., but God, if you want to use me, I'm willing and available to, to, to be used. What if we went in? What if we left church here today and we said, you know what? Different perspective. I'm going to walk out the doors, and when I go to lunch, I am going to be open instead of, okay, what is going on around me? What is going on? We live in a me culture. We have to get outside of that me culture. James 2, 4, uh, 14 through 17 says this. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? What or can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm, eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So, see, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. The lesson that we can take from this passage is this. One of the lessons. Jesus wants the whole of you. He doesn't want part of you. He wants all of you. He wants you to respond when he's calling you to give. He doesn't want you to say, bless you. He wants you to be a blessing to people. When we see a need, we fill a need. Hey, robots from the 19, early 2000s, okay? So here is the deal. What does it look like for us to double down, to lean into Jesus, to lean into community, to lean into ministries that we support? It takes two things. One of them is money. Reaching through giving. The other is called, what's it called? Time. 
and that translates to action. Okay? I taught economics for a long time. Okay? I call it economics, but people get on me. All right? Time and money are assets. Here's what I know. They're both limited, and they're precious to us all, but God is calling you to give both. Life can be overwhelming, and there's this tendency to draw back, but I would say instead lean in. And I want to do this. I believe that we're asking when we're, when, we're get, when we're coming to the place of action where we're saying we're either going to lean in or we're going to back off, I believe that we ask the wrong question. And the wrong question is this, how am I by myself going to change an entire community? And for you, it might be, how am I by myself going to change this person? That is the wrong question. First of all, you're not going to change anything. Jesus is going to change everything. Okay? The right question, I believe that this is, this is a question that's based in community. It's based in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's based in uh, a God who empowers us to do the things that he's calling us to do. And I believe the better question is this. What part am I going to play in transformation? What part am I going to play in transformation? Not how am I going to do all of this? What part am I going to play in transformation? See, when we take on an entire ministry by ourselves, what we do is we achieve burnout, okay? Now, when we take on the part of the ministry that God is calling us to do, we achieve buildup. And I don't mean buildup that clogs stuff. I mean buildup like this. We build up community. We build up our faith. We build up relationships with others. We build up trust in the fact that God is always faithful to his promises. That's what we build up. And so reaching through action is being feet on the ground people, meeting real people in real time that have real problems just like you, and their problems might be greater. And we don't have to have all the answers. But we're meeting them there, and we're available, and we're present, and we're stepping into their story, and we're walking beside them. It's called living like Jesus. And that's exactly what he did. And I love this saying, and it's this. Remember, it's not what you do on a day. It is what you do every day that matters. And so today, we get to talk to some specific ministry, people from specific ministries. You guys know them, Ray, Ariana, and John, uh, Ray Maldonado, Ariana, and Glenn, and John Glennon. And if they want to come on up here, we're gonna, I'm going to interview them today, and uh, they're going to tell us a little bit about what's going on, and you guys can come right over there. Watch the chords. I'll just go this way. Can you turn those lights on uh, the other setting so you can see us? I, I, every once in a while, I have a good idea. Hi. All right. So you have a mic. You guys are going to share a mic because you're married. Okay. So uh, well, first thing is a first. Hi. Hello. Welcome to, welcome to stage. You've reached the big time. No, I'm kidding. Um, what ministries... Uh, or ministry are you involved in? 
and what country uh, are you, where are you doing ministry at? Specifically with what we support you with. Um, well, I just want to start out first by saying that I take Matthew 28, 18. Uh, this is where I do what I need to do or what I feel God is calling me to do. He says, uh, therefore, go or as you go, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, so this is what fuels me. This is what um, propels me to do what I do. Uh, I'm involved in several aspects of the vineyard. Um, in terms of missions, I'm the Caribbean uh, coordinator, so I coordinate missions for all the countries in the Caribbean. Uh, I also lead, uh, started the Cuba Partnership, which is specifically what the church uh, supports. Uh, I've had the opportunity, uh, uh, by the grace of God, to baptize 15 Cubans along with others. So you, you through your support, we've been able to reach people and minister the love of Christ um, I'm also um, putting together a two-year program for the Spanish-speaking Latin American uh, countries uh, in terms of leadership. So we'll be going to—I'll be going to Bogota, Colombia, to lead uh, that um, the first retreat of this five-module. Uh, so, and then um, I also mentor 11 Lavinia pastors in the United States, and then I do some coaching of other pastors from other countries. So, so, um, so you're not doing much. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> God, mm -hmm. golly, calm down. Uh, that is amazing. So we support you in the part with the Cuban uh, right. partnership. Okay, and that is awesome. 15. How many baptisms did you say? 15. 15, okay. Yeah, I so, almost got so it. So far. I almost got it switched to 51. Sorry. 51. So well, far, that's I'll, right. I'll take that as a prophecy. Amen. All, All right. right. Cool, right? So, yeah. Okay. And so, how you guys? Okay. Uh, we're John and Ariana Glenn. We've been with Wycliffe Bible Translators 30 plus years, I think. Uh, currently, we're both translation consultants. Is that mic on? There you go. Test, 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 test. No, Just give it some more volume. Give you more volume. Can you hear me? The back row? He, he says back there. It's kind of... Should I give this? Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I can hear that. It's better. Yeah. Um, Wycliffe Bible Translators, we've been with that organization about 30-some years. Uh, we're both... Um, Senior Translation Consultants. If you want to know what that is, you can ask us later. It's complicated. But anyway, uh, we have been working recently in Indonesia. There's a translation there that we're helping to get finished. It, should, it was supposed to have finished last year, but because of political unrest, they, they had to leave. So hopefully this year it will um, finish. I just finished checking uh, uh, Ephesians and Colossians, but they still have to make some corrections and stuff, so I have to get back with them. Uh, I also worked in South Asia. That's kind of done. Uh, I finished that last month with a, a language there that was um, working on Hebrews. And I, I don't recommend a new, a new translation team starting with Hebrews. That's a little difficult. 
a <laughs> Dave over here agrees with me. <laughs> and then we're also working in Papua New Guinea. Uh, we have uh, we did a New Testament there with the people, and dedicated it in 2011. Um, it needs revision, and it but also needs to be put into oral. It also needs um, Genesis done. We're, we've got some people interested in working on Genesis, and that's kind of where our focus is right now. And uh, some of the other things that, that technology and everything I can share later. Cool. All right. So I want to ask just a couple questions. Uh, last year, uh, what was your greatest victory that you saw? Okay, last year, I would call it answered prayer. And um, I think the the biggest, well, there's two that are kind of blend together because one has to do with the secular and one with the spiritual. And this, for the spiritual victory, I would say our answered prayer was fresh fire. Um, I remember uh, going to a Coliseum event in another state where it was raining. It was a fasting event, and they wouldn't say who the speakers were going to be. And it turns out there was Lauren Cunningham from YWAM as one of the speakers. And he remembered back to the time he, he spoke with, uh, we was doing on tour with Melody Green when she was big and present. And that was in Tampa. And that's where John and I got our first, the, the sending call. I mean, the, the one that, that says now. We've been thinking of missions before, but at that one, we stood and, that, and we were on our way. We were just saying, okay, let's start. we started writing the places and, and there he was again, and he says, if you want to go, put up your shoes. And it was raining and drizzly, and I went down, and I got my shoes out, and I says, I'm ready to go back. Yay. And then from that time on, it's been fresh fire, and I can feel it in my bones. And not only that, but I, then my little piddly problems, like my skin cancers, seem to have gone away. I got off my cardiac medications. It's like, okay, watch out, because we're, we're ready to go back. You revved up. Yeah. Revved up, ready to go. I like that. And then the, the, small, the other thing sure. was a secular one. We've been having a lot of trouble getting communicating with our former team members that we wanted to finish the work on this Genesis program with. It's, it's for the schools. It's like discipling the nations. It isn't just translating the word. It, we have an open door for putting it right into the schools. We can't, we can't get a hold of them because there's been chaos and, uh, and um, un unrest in the, in the area they're living, the region they're living. But we found two contacts through prayer because our, our intercessors work. And we got uh, two different people that are working with us. They're on the ground over there actively working to get us in touch with our, those two people who are back in the island, which is no cell towers. All right. Ray? Thank you. Uh, 16 years ago, the Lord led me to start a partnership to Puerto Rico. Um, and that simply means is helping the local church plant the church planting movement. And so over 16 years, we uh, helped the local church start other churches. And uh, last year, my vic I guess the, the greatest victory was that I handed over the leadership to another pastor to, to take it over. And so what you, that's part of what you want to do is as a leader is you want to do stuff and then bring others along, train them, and then give it away and give them the, the, the leadership. So today the partnership has 10 churches, and they're doing well. And then of all things, because I'm the regional coordinator, I get to still be involved a little bit in Puerto Rico yeah. anyway, but in a different capacity. But that was, I would say that was the greatest victory. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Because if you leave something and then it just dies, then you haven't done your job completely, right? And so, all right, cool. And then so the greatest challenge of 2019 was... Okay. Uh, my greatest challenge was in Cuba, I had started working with this uh, church, with this particular uh, young man who was pretty much the leader of the, the church. And unfortunately, uh, he fell into sin uh, in a grievous way uh, that he had to be removed from the church. And that was heartbreaking to me because that young man became kind of like a son to me. And um, I love him. I still love him. And, uh, and he had like all the qualities that you look for in a leader, charismatic, knows the Bible and all these kinds of things. But uh, so that was a really difficult time. And uh, I went there in December and just to help the church. They're still around and I'm going back uh, next month. Uh, to spend some more time with them, and uh, but yeah, that was along the way. Sometimes that happens. Um, the challenges. Well, the, one of them is to keep up, keeping up the disciplines is a constant uh, thing, uh, and translation consulting and writing up grant proposals and all these things require a degree of mental alertness. And when you get older, you got to fight against that. But I've discovered a few things. Uh, one is that it's a package deal. If you can keep up your exercise, if you can keep up your prayer times, if you can get out of the bed, if you can uh, watch your, what you eat, it, 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 um, and especially exercising forgiveness, it helps you maintain your mental clarity. And my daughter says, drink a lot of water. So, uh, but the, the thing on forgiveness was really interesting because you know how when you get uh, get a, a uh, what is a be in your bonnet against something, and you just get mad, and the Lord says, forgive, then you got to kick it out. And I've realized you need to kick out a lot of useless stuff that goes through your brain, too, the stuff in the headlines. God wants you to follow his lines, the word, not the headlines. And so it, it works. It really is helpful. And then the um, other thing was um, the, um, the technology, keeping up on the technology, too. That's... but. But also adapt it. We, we've been, we've, we're, we're wanted it. We want to take on another language program, which is a dialect down there. That is a, a major challenge because it's going to involve utilizing um, the language. He'll have to analyze the language first, but then we can use the computer to, uh, to bring it across with a, with a uh, consultant. But we don't we just want to do it ourselves. We want to train our, our, our co-translators, the ones we're trying to find, to do that, and so we got that coming up, and that's going to be exciting. And uh, we're praying against the coronavirus because we don't think it's going to amount to anything because it's trying to interfere with the harvest. We're not going to allow that, are we? The, day, the Lord says, I've reserved the days of the harvest to myself. So anything that tries to come up, the chaos in the nations is not allowed. The body of Christ won't allow it. This is the days of the harvest. Yeah, like uh, about 15 years ago, cell towers came into Papua New Guinea, but now they've kind of fallen down. Tire, towers aren't working, and it's kind of the infrastructure's fallen down. So now people are using satellite phones. We actually had a satellite phone before cell, cell towers came in, and they, I mean, they kept us going for about four or five years. Well, guess what's having to come back now? Satellite phones. So anyway, these are some of the challenges. Yeah. All right. So and then as we look forward, we're already two months into... 2020, um, what is it 
I'll just put it this way, and you can answer it how you want, is what is your biggest dream that you see um, for the ministry this year? Yeah. Well, my biggest dream is, uh, there are two things. One of them is... Choose one. uh, Choose one. (laughs) Your sermon is a little longer. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, (laughs) Wow. I love this guy. That's the only reason I can say that. Uh, and I think he loves me, too. Um, well, two things, just real quickly. Uh, uh, I was asked to put together this training program for South American pastors. And so I, it's almost complete. The first uh, module is going to be a retreat in Bogota, Colombia. We have students coming far, as far north as Ohio, uh, all the way through Mexico, Bolivia, uh, uh, all the way down to Argentina. And so that'll be, uh, when it's done, when we complete that weekend, I will be like super amazed because I've never done anything like this. The other thing is that we're putting together the first ever, and for this, I would like to invite you officially, so look at your calendars. On November 10th through the 13th, we are having the first ever Vineyard Caribbean Conference in Santiago, Dominican Republic. And so... Uh, the theme is going to be being a light in a dark place. All of the main speakers are going to be Caribbean people. No Americans are going to be doing uh, major talks, but rather Haiti, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Cuba. And so this is, this is a, a dream that I have. And so uh, we're working with the church in the DR to host it. And so this is something you could go to. There will be English uh, uh, and so uh, translation, there will be three languages spoken there. And so we're really excited about it. And God is bringing this together. So That's awesome. All right. What about you guys? What's the dream that you guys have for well, this Well, our dream is to go back um, to raise funds and go back and even maybe get, get one or two satellite phones and go back in June or July and meet with the team in a, in a regional center where there's infrastructure. Uh, Buca, which is, you know, Dave has been to Buca. It, the infrastructure has really fallen down there. Uh, but Kokopo still has good infrastructure. And get them back to speed and train them. All. If they're going to be taking satellite phones back with them, they have to be trained on how to use them. They can't be using to call Uncle Joe in Australia for money or something. Yeah, it has to be for emails. It has to be strict. Otherwise, we lose it. And so it's basically training, kind of like what Ray's doing, you know, and helping people get on board. And, and uh, that's the big, the big thing to pray about is uh, that we get these phones and get the training they need and that we can be in communication. The world is shrinking because of Elon Musk putting up all those satellites. You know, there's all those satellites up there. Let's use them. For the gospel. That's right. Do you want to mention Paratext? Well, Paratext. Oh, man, Paratext. Paratext is a program that was written by the Bible Society and, and Wycliffe to enable people, because I'm checking scripture that's done in Indonesia here. It goes, I, I put corrections. It goes to the cloud. They download it by a satellite phone in Indonesia. Look at my corrections, make corrections, send it back to me. I look at it, and I, I check off that those corrections are good. The exegesis is okay. So that's, technology is, is not slowing down in this area at all. It's, it's going ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, and that's, oh, that is so cool. Yeah, like, when you guys talk, you're busy. Busy? Well, you're just working a lot. You're, you guys are working a lot, and then you, the cloud and the downloading, and yeah. So you're fairly smart people. When I'm up here with you, I'm on the low rung, all right? So um, that's why I was just asking the questions and you were answering. So we want to pray for you guys, though. I think it's going to be important that we do that and that these dreams that you guys talked about and even the challenges that, that, and you guys know this, but God is in control. And so, but we just want to pray for those things to come to pass, that people's lives are going to be impacted at the conferences, um, that we're going to be able to make uh, cell phones happen uh, and they're going to be used properly and that the translation is going to take place. And I think it's just important. And what you said about the disciplines is so uh, real. Matter of fact, next month, all of our series is on growing uh, through restraint or th- growing through uh, discipline. And so well, let's pray. You guys, let's, uh, let's all, let's, can we stand? Is that a thing? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. So God, I pray, thank you first for these three and what they're doing and all that they're doing. And I pray for strength and energy and, and mental uh, uh, awareness uh, and the things that are coming across their paths that they would pick the things that, that you are calling them to do. And so you heard their prayers, you heard uh, the dreams of what is to be, God, and I just say God, would you come and do what only you can do? Would you open the doors that only you can open? Would you come? And I would pray that the people uh, that John and Ariana are looking for, that they would be found. God, and I pray that the people that they're working with, that, that uh, satellite phones could be put in their hands and used in such a way that is going to be used for the kingdom's sake. God, I pray for the, the two conferences that Ray is going to be uh, coordinating and in charge of God. Holy Spirit, come. Do what only you can do. Awaken people's hearts. Awaken people's lives. God, I pray that you would just come and do the things that you have on your list that you want to do. And I pray that, that all three of these would be sensitive to that. What do you want to do? What are your priorities? And I just pray this in Jesus' name. And I want to do something. I know we're going a little bit over on time here, but could you pray for Lakeland Vineyard? Could you do that? Sure. Yeah, do that. Heavenly Father, we just stand before you, and we have our arms out open wide in the spiritual sense, and we do say come with fresh fire. Energize us, God. Give us a desire to do your will, to, to make the sacrifices, to keep ourselves healthy, to uh, do the prayer time. To, um, to love, to forgive, uh, let your fire fall. Let, let, it, let us you find us a place where you are pleased to dwell in the midst of us. Let your glory rest on us. And let us see your glory and, and fill us with hope and fill our mouths with the right prayers and the right uh, encouragements to one another and the right uh, words, prophetic encouraging words to one another and... Uh, let us be a sweet fragrance to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you all.
very much. Thank you for everything you've done over the past decades and what you're doing now. And so we just really do appreciate you all. Um, yeah, honestly. And look, okay, a couple things. If you have kids, go get them, all right? But I want to say this. If you're here today and you want to be prayed for, there's going to be people up here that are going to do that from a hurt toe to a broken heart and everything in between. If you need prayer today, don't leave without getting that, all right? And also, I want to say this because I just want to get in this habit is this. If you do not know who Jesus is and something in your heart was pricked today and you said, I want to know Jesus, I want to be in relationship with him, I want to invite you to do that. And by that, I say, just come up here and we'll talk to you. And uh, other than that, have an awesome week. Go out, do the stuff that God is calling you to do. See you.